Hi, and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists who are committed to planetary purpose, or in other words, holistic visions for planet Earth. My name is Julian Guderlei, and in today's episode, I'm hosting an interview with Sydney Campos. Sydney is a visionary healer, spiritual teacher, and author of The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything. Sydney guides visionary leaders to live in alignment with their sole purpose while embodying next level power, pleasure, and prosperity. Sydney also shares her multifaceted expertise through writing, one-on-one visionary mentoring, self-mastery courses, transformational retreats, live workshops and events, intuitive soul sessions, and the acclaimed Visionary Souls podcast. So with that introduction, <laughs> welcome to the show, Sydney. Thank you. It's been so beautiful to share it with you. It feels like it's been lifetimes since I saw you last, like in person in Costa Rica, like two years ago. Is that right? It's not even two years, right? Not and even. it feels like multiple <laughs> lifetimes have happened. It's, it's so weird. The, the, the cosmic web of connection and people who kind of need to meet each other is becoming tighter and better woven, I feel. Yeah, that's really well said. Absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for inviting me to share with you. When we encounter life with enthusiasm, passion, and joy, and we are able to acknowledge what's real and still kind of like fucked up on this planet, we, we're, we're kind of now in, this, in the box of superheroes, right? Because we're like, okay, we can see everything that's happening, but we come from so far in the future that we know we, we will solve this mess, right? So how do you stay optimistic every day? That's my first question for you. Well, I actually also want to just comment on what you shared. I love being a superhero and we're not, we're here to transcend the illusion that any boxes exist. Uh, So I, I'm here to transcend all illusions of boxes even existing or to feel like I need to ever fit into any kind of box to be understood or seen or to be whatever it is that I thought I needed to be, to be worthy or have a conditionality on my happiness and presence and freedom, you know, so uh, what keeps me optimistic? It's funny you mentioned the word optimistic because that's like such a. Pr- I've never used that word more in my life than in the last three months um, since yeah. re- relocating to LA, where I now live in a home called the Mystic Manor, where we are producing a consciousness elevating reality show called Optimistic, spelled like mystics, like mysticism. And, and part of that role and, and this reorientation to LA has involved me hosting retreats, which we're also doing out of our home. We're really, there's so many things I could share with you, but really what, what this, not, this chapter that I'm in now is it's all about stewarding community and really embodying the template of living in community and living in almost like a tribal co-creative community that is bringing forth epic activation and just like Bringing consciousness, healing, and authenticity to mass media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's real, that, that keeps that's, me really optimistic and excited and on fire about like, you know, how much fun can we have while holding like more of like this big vision and vision than ever before and balancing so much and going through all the healing and all the initiations and all the ego deaths. And it's like days feel like lifetimes at this point sometimes. And, and, and how can I meet it all with grace? And, you know, so that is like my continual prayer every day is like, as often as I can remember, it's like, how am I in service to love? How am I here to expand? How am I in devotion to love and grace and fun and play and lightness, you know? I love that in devotion to love. Mm-hmm. All right. There, there is, there is lots of reason to be optimistic. I love how you mentioned community, right? And, and that's also how we met uh, a little while ago there in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. but you also mentioned 
kind of the challenges and the growth and the healing and what shows up on that path. So let me maybe like ask you a really real question then. What was the last adversity you had to go through where you had to shed a layer or realize that there's just another onion layer of illusion that, that you're dealing with? I feel like I'm doing that every day at this point. <laughs> so I'm just like, what happened today? Hmm. Um, yeah, I'll be super transparent with you. And we were just speaking about Odyssey, which is a huge convergence, a big vision that I'm holding and that I'm the sole financial investor in. It's like the biggest quantum leap. I've been teaching about quantum leaping for years and energy mastery and alignment, all these things. And I'm, I'm like now in like the biggest quantum leap. I'm right in it that I've ever been in in my life with like everything like thrown all the way in and just trusting and holding this vision. And um and a layer I shed, I'm continually asked to shed is the layer of like, you know, the illusion of perfection that as a leader, as a teacher, as a guide, as someone that's like continually holding space for like mm. many, at any given time, I'm supporting like 20 people, you know, in one-on-one -on -one client containers oh. or courses. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to hold a lot of space for healing and awakening and ascension here on earth. And, and so then this illusion of like, to be that I need to have it all together or I need to like look good or I need to like be happier. I need to like not be fallible. Like I'm infallible. I'm invincible. You know, I'm just, I'm just living the dream all the time, all day long on Instagram. Everything's great. You know? <laughs> and, and really um, I'm in this quantum leap. I'm in the stretch and it's been and in so many facets. And I mean, not even just with Odyssey, but that's kind of the one that comes to mind. Um, I'll be very honest, like the other night, and I was just about to go in to facilitate a holotropic breathwork experience for our retreat guests here. Um, and I was just in this moment of really paralyzing doubt and paralyzing. It was really paralyzing. It was, we're, we're in the full moon, you know, there's, I'm super sensitive. And I was like, okay, I'm aware on some level that what I'm feeling now is being amplified by the collective energy and this moon energy that's asking me to feel the depths of this fear and this doubt and the self-criticism and self-judgment and the ego and the abandonment wound of myself that will say like, you're crazy. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do this. This is irresponsible. No one's going to come. No one gets it. You're five years ahead. No one is listening. You're who do you think you are? You know, I had this vision oh. that came came through for Odyssey. I mean, my inner critic is really can. Yeah, it's, that, it's so much. That it's question: so much, Who do you think you are? Eh? It's it's so much better now, but um, you know, but it can still come up, and it can come yeah. up in the big leaps and the big leap moments. That stuff can get activated, and it's um, and so, anyways, without without going too much more into it, you kind of get it. But a layer of. Yeah. you know, suppose perfection by, and how did I do that? I reached out for help instead of like digging or staying in that emotion. I mean, this is like a 10 minute process, but for me, that's like enough to be like, okay, that's enough. Let me ask for help. Let me interrupt the pattern, reached out to a friend, got on the, got on a call with her, just shared what I was experiencing. And, and even like sent a message to some of my, and then the following day I got to share about this with my clients and my mastermind. I got to share, awesome. you know, a reflection, which is very in resonance with what a lot of them are processing right now too. And it, so I'm really exploring this new, you know, paradigm of leadership and yeah. embodiment and presence, which is all about authenticity and being who you really are and being a human being and honoring that you are actually your most powerful and your most present when you are like, you know, completely yeah. transparent and sharing exactly what you're experiencing and not putting your pressure on yourself to be anything other than who you really are. I, I love your answer so much there because I feel like, like, A, yes, totally right on. Like the old paradigm makes you believe the way in the old paradigm, what I mean with it also is my own conditioning makes me believe I need to look like the perfection of what I'm doing. While the reality is 
the most relaxed I can actually be in that experience of being me and offering my gift is when I'm actually relaxed of not waiting for the approval from someone else or waiting for if the people actually show up. Right. And so I've, I've struggled with this tons already in my life. And I, I, I kind of see what you're saying there. These things show up when you're ready to leap and then they're only a 10 minute process because in that moment, you, you know, like this is supposed to show up for me to make the choice even harder, commit even stronger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I, I love demystifying this as we are in 2019, you know, and I feel like conversations are getting more honest, more transparent, more raw, more real. And therefore we can move through processing also quite a bit faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, when you have a community and you can reach out to the one right person who you know will get that, that's just you wavering on your clarity. will be like, you know, you, you send the message, you make the call and, and it, is, it is a short affair. That's, that's really amazing, you know, because... Mm-hmm individuality and uniqueness are I think almost everything that we're here to express but then at the same time like and and I want to ask you that question Sydney like how could you not at times doubt what you're doing how could you not at the state of the consciousness that we're observing on this planet Mm. be depressed every now and then and be like fuck Mm. this is a dire situation Mm. because as the collective Mm. I am we are Mm. we're experiencing this right now pretty Mm. pretty severely still you know Yeah, I'm just digesting that really powerful reflection. Thank you for that. Um, wow, yeah. Uh, well, one thing that comes up is just like, wow, you know, um, a, an initiation I maybe can respond to that with is like, I'm really learning at this moment to be very mindful in a way I never have been of how I'm doing everything. And that the end goal like isn't even as important as how I'm showing up to experience the journey in arriving to that supposed goal, which might shift and might change and will probably most likely evolve as I evolve on the journey. And so I'm just seeing, it's like a whole new, I'm receiving this whole new initiation of integrity and what it means to be in absolute integrity and in my truth and in my self honoring. And even amidst all the chaos and confusion and injustice. And when I tune in with, the state of things sometimes yes i can feel like a deep sense of longing it's not even a sadness or a grief or an anger really i've worked through a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff you know i used to do a whole bunch of stuff around that and express my anger and repress all the feelings and, yeah. and externalize my happiness and and now it will just emerge sometimes as a deep as like i feel in my heart sometimes a deep longing of like oh can everybody just remember how simple it can be that we're here to love and express our genius yeah. and share our gifts and be of service. And that when we are so in devotion to love and commitment to ourselves and committed to our desires, committed to our truth. And yes, when we arrive in moments of doubt, sometimes that can be, you know, that occurs for everybody, I guess. But can we, how fast do we come back into alignment? How fast do we come back to truth? How fast do we, that's integrity. Doubt, fear, confusion integrity. will emerge. But how quickly do you hold yourself to a high degree of excellence and integrity and say, that's not true. I, that's not the truth of, of my heart. That's not the truth of divinity expressing itself through me in this moment. The truth of my heart is I am and I can and I will. And so I do. And what do I commit to? And what are my actions? And what do I choose to attune my energy to? And what do I choose to feel? Because we are master creators of our reality in every moment. Boom, and absolutely. We're not victims to doubt no, or confusion or feelings. We can pattern interrupt. We don't even have to understand the trauma and the where it all came from. And 
you don't have to dig so much, especially now with the elevated frequencies that we're all now processing, regardless of what you believe, it's measurable. We're processing such high frequency energy at this time. We have never been more empowered to transmute density and low frequency emotions and just change the channel right away. Whenever you start to feel something bringing you down, how's your breath? You know, most people in the old conditioning would be to like figure it out and process and talk therapy for years and breathe all the way in and relax all the way in and have a daily committed devoted practice to do that and reattune your nervous system to peace, reattune your nervous system to centeredness, build resilience, build strength, build your heart, listen to your heart, listen, you know, daily devotional practice and, you know, and you remember and then it becomes, things just become much more simple. This is awesome. I feel like simplicity is always a reflection of, um, well, attunement and some, some form of like being close to, to what really is or matters, right? Mm. Hey, when it's I all read, about action. Yeah. one last thing I'll say is yeah, I didn't it. say it already. It's all about action. You know, like I find my own in my own path and the many people I support, you know, in their paths, it's like confusion, resistance, stagnation, contraction, all these dense yeah. kind of experiences emerge usually when you're thinking too much about yourself and you're thinking about how other people are experiencing you and you're just thinking about yourself and you're wanting to fulfill your egoic attachment to how you think your life should be and if you're important and trying to size yourself up in some ladder or hierarchy and you miss the point of why you're here in the first place so always come back to purpose why are you here what is it that you're committed to what is your calling what do you I love that you're going fire? to purpose because i wanted to ask a question about purpose but now you just keep going I was so excited when I read your introduction yeah. you know, because you ask the question of purpose to other people. You have that in your whole blueprint of interacting. You, yes. you have your own definition. You have your own clarity. You teach people on it. And so this is one of the biggest reasons why I started this, this podcast journey is, is to ask people about what they believe purpose is and then how can we switch more people into purpose, right? Well, it's very innate. It's a very innate experience of being human that you're born on this planet and you're here to give a gift and your soul knows what that gift is you know what your gift is it's not something you go find and you know people are like how do you find your purpose you know like i could write you could write books on it you know and it's um it's an internal knowing of trusting and remembering and loving yourself enough to express the genius that naturally wants to be shared through you usually in a way that feels really fun and really playful and really beautiful. And it couldn't possibly just be that easy to do that and then have a career and make it monetize it and then make money and rah, rah, rah. we just overcomplicate so much. And really, um, you know, your purpose is to be in service to love. Every single human being is here on this planet to give an incredible gift that's really inherently designed to be of service to the whole. That's what I believe. Yeah, I, I think that's so right on. I, the, the one truth of infinite love, you know, is, is definitely undeniable. And it's, it's not an abstract concept, actually. There's, there's so many ways to experience that and to observe it in, in our social interactions. The only way it gets complicated or confusing is when people, and I used to be like this. I mean, trust me, I, like, <laughs> I had a long life of struggle and addiction. And yeah, and a lot of, a lot of initiations and you know, letting my mind run my life in this very limited, confusing way. And, you know, it's like, so again, coming back to action, right? Alignment is about knowing who you are, knowing, you know, what it is that you love, what you value, what turns you on, what helps you to feel fully alive. When are you most activated? When are you most alive and feeling fulfilled? And then how do you commit in your life now to create 
the the space for that you know desire that fulfillment that expression to to be shared often until maybe suddenly like could you imagine you're not in control of how your destiny is like designed to unfold and that your you know maybe your invitation in this life is to slow down and actually listen and and totally detach from any mental conditioning or family conditioning that's told you you have to do this to be important you have to do this to make money you have to do this to blah 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 to matter and could you imagine it's so simple to actually listen and ask what would be most beautiful for me to experience right now? What would I love to express? What would I love to share? How is love wanting to be shared through my heart? How, how am I in service to love right now? And could you imagine, and your ego's gonna hate it because your ego's gonna say, how's that gonna make you money? How's that gonna be successful? How's that gonna get to the plan that we're attached to doing so you know that you matter, blah, blah, blah. And your heart's like, knows all that's taken care of because it's innately, you know, Act, you know, encoded in your being that you're in your priceless value, your God. And could you imagine that this simple, like almost childlike, playful line of inquiry is what guides you to your destiny, your alignment, your deepest fulfillment, your, you know, greatest love, the greatest abundance, you know, abundance is a natural consequence of living in that kind of integrity where you're really in devotion to your desire and actualizing your desire, doing what is right for you. Wonderful. Following that logic. So if I <laughs> am connected with my innocence, right? And we can see that innocence has some kind of a divine spark or connection to that divinity in all of us. Hmm. How would you change the education system? If you could single-handedly do it or you'd have some pointers so that, oh, that innocence yeah. stays alive in human beings from an early age instead of needing to change it, reprogram it, heal it, yeah. talk about it, unconditioned, reconditioned, right? So, so what would you change in the education system? I love this story and I feel like it's part of my dharma is to, to support the people. This is already happening with some of my clients, my co-creators in this life, you know, they're already involved in uh, actualizing that, a, a new way of, you know, educating our, our family essentially into more, um, emotional mastery, intuitive intelligence, you know, leverage. So let me just tell you my fun plan that I would do what I would do in my perfect heaven on earth world. So uh, it's a twofold path. Uh, we need to support the parents. We need to support, we really need to support all of humanity in remembering to drop into their heart with, and it can be so simple. We have all these mindset programs, even me, I have all these courses and things and you can come on retreat and do all these things. Uh, and it's just so simple, like one by one, can we be a living invitation for presence, for kindness, for grace and compassion and really ripple that out? It only takes like 1% of the world, maybe like 0 0.01 or something, you know, when like a million people meditate in Thailand, the global consciousness, like, you know, there's like the crime rate goes down, you know, so let's operate, let's like make a decision, even, you know, a couple thousand of us maybe now to just like live in compassion and kindness and grace and presence. Um, to be really radically generous, you know, so that kind of, that really excites me. And then for the children in terms of like, you know, my dream world educational system that we could invite children into from like day one is, oh my God, like the kind of, imagine like the most beautiful space and most of it, the classrooms like outside, if we, if it can be, it's in nature. So kids are automatically like learning about the plants and growing food and having this connection to the earth which already is teaching us so much about ourselves is activating our senses is activating our intuition is activating our natural healing capacity and then in my perfect school 
There's no teachers really or curriculum. There's no planned program of what is required. There's no, there's maybe even no standards. Um, there's no hierarchy. There's no testing. There's no measurements needed because um, in this environment, we trust that every child has such an innate genius that they're born with and that we create such a loving present space for them to simply be curious because curiosity is the most potent activator of genius in all of us. And you know, as I'm speaking about the children in this school, I'm speaking to the inner children of all of the adults on planet Earth that have that same exact genius and curiosity waiting to be awakened and activated within them and actualized within them. And so imagine this beautiful space and then the teachers, maybe we have a different name for them, you know, because teacher implies all kinds of stuff like, you know, student, you know, guru, master, all these kinds of things are in, implicit in our languaging, um, which implies a lot of power structure and power dynamics, which I feel we're evolving out of. And so instead of teachers, maybe we just have, um, I don't know, let's call them wizards. And or, just for fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just like to call people wizards now because it's <laughs> like, we're just magical beings, like whatever, yeah. you know. And, and so imagine there's just these really beautiful space holders and they're just there and there's like maybe there's like, cool, maybe there's toys maybe there's like cool art i imagine there being a lot of art supplies i imagine there being like just really cool things to like use with your hands there's like computers there's some cool technology stuff it's like a, it's like this place in san francisco called the exploratorium if anyone's ever been there i grew up going to there going there and it's like this museum of like science and innovation and there's just all these tactile experiences that activate your senses and stimulate your mind in all these kinds of ways and it's all about seeing the world through I'm new starting to feel perception it. <laughs> yeah and then and then imagine the kids just come and they play and they're just like playing with stuff and then naturally as they're playing and exploring they have questions and then maybe the space holder instead of answering the question the space holder's job is to ask an even better question that helps the child arrive to their own best answer to their own new understanding of what they're really after to maybe their own next best iteration of the question that they had in the first place which naturally is like guiding them into expressing their genius like well think about it you're naturally guided to the thing that you love i mean you don't make this up it's not entrained it's like you're, we're all guided to go you know do what we love to do and that's different you know for all of us we're all so unique we all have such a unique template so it just feels so silly to me that we would structure and standardize and hierarchicalize if that's a word right. all of the educational systems you know because it's just so built in it's just you know empowering dynamics of um, disempowerment and control and fear and authority and self-forgetting and you know it just doesn't make any sense we have all of this brain power genius we have everything we could ever need right now not to mention in these kids that come in who are so close to all of the wisdom of you know the soul because they have no conditioning or trauma or self-imposed limitations or whatever and how are we empowering them to be in their full genius and to not have to come in with like all this trauma that they have to then deal with and then come to my inner child retreat to remember who they are and like 50 years later you know so that's I could go on and on but that's like my dream that's my dream template how does that sound <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that dream and, <laughs> and like for prefacing it with like your kind of like happy vision of the world you know I mean you said slightly different words but but having this earth vision within you and having this understanding of of having a vision at all, I think is, is, is so remarkable. And for me, this is the consciousness that I believe we, we kind of want to have um, at heart mm -hmm. deeper than our egoic lifetime of 
a few decades or maybe a hundred years or maybe a little longer um, be because that's that's the body glove or the shell or the, um, the you know the reflection that we're passing through and so so children I feel like have the the birthright to be born on a planet that works for everyone and, and we're here to to bridge it right so mm. what I loved most about your answer actually Sydney is that you're you're mentioning the parents and mm -hmm. that makes so much sense from what I've experienced in the places I've volunteered and the initiatives I've, I've supported that that have to do with education is that the, the children are ready to play and follow the genius like yesterday right mm -hmm. but for parents achievements attachments of of ideas and, and etc is, is, is a real thing and so um and, and rightfully so in some cases and, and a little um or a lot in the way in other cases how would you picture that in like um the the world we live right now so what i mean what i mean with that is you just mm -hmm. explained your vision right where does that vision meet the reality in 2019 2020 I think it's already happening. <laughs> I think there's actually, I can tune in with this right now. I feel it is true. Um, I feel that there are actually many more people than we're um, led on to believe right now who are living in this way. Yeah, who are living in conscious community and raising children in this way. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yep, and it, we're just maybe, in the, if you're tuning, depending on what channel you're tuning into, um, you know, there's different stories being projected or empowered more so than others, but there's, you know, maybe millions of people at this time on earth living in conscious community, living in sustainable community, living with these kinds of educational, you know, um, lack thereof systems and kind of living, living in this way, practicing these new templates um, and doing so very, you know, successfully, I would say, happily, abundantly. Awesome, man. So like in, instantly learning from those islands of sanity i i feel that yeah. so let, let me let me ask you some some rapid fire questions just to change it up a little bit so um you can say yes no neither both whatever you want to say uh, first one do you prefer ocean or lake water ocean meat or veggies veggies plant trees or fly to mars both <laughs> plant trees on mars I want to do both of those things. Yeah. Dance or meditation? Both. They're both the same. <laughs> Mate or kombucha? Oh, this is like all the both. It's all both. It's all both. It's all the both. <laughs> both and. I think this one, this one is hard to make it both and. If you want something done right, do it yourself or better as a team? Oh, teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> Nice answer on like a linguistic plagiarism <laughs> with another one, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Cannabis or alcohol? Neither. I'm sober. Jungle or desert? Jungle. Sydney, what is happiness in your very own words to you? Loving presence. Hmm. <laughs> I like it. Mm. and so we talked about your dream of the earth already which is my you know my driver for when i look out into the world is like getting optimistic getting into the right frequency feeling it already done feeling it already like it is so and so for everyone who's listening right now like what are maybe two or three 
pointers you've learned in your last decade or, or the last decade <laughs> that you, you kind of wished you knew earlier, right? Where you're like, oh, I know this now, but if I could pass this on to 15-year-old version of myself, I definitely would. Well, I wrote a book about that. <laughs> um, my book is called The Empath Experience, What to Do mm. When You Feel Everything. And I actually believe I wrote that to my 14-year-old self who you know, had lived a life for 14 years on earth as a highly intuitive psychic empath, not knowing any of these words to describe my experience and feeling incredibly overwhelmed and um, feeling like a, something was wrong with me, frankly, that I was having such um, intense reactions to injustice, to inequality, to, you know, the earth being destroyed and depleted and um, just feeling so intensively, feeling so intensely, not having any idea that anybody else was having this experience or didn't know, didn't have the words. And so I started drinking and doing drugs like pretty hardcore for about 10 years and just, you know, tried to numb out and tried to be, I actually did that all to be kind of normal, tried to normalize my experience to not feel so much and really, um, you know, probably didn't want to live here actually kind of wanted to go back to my home planet um, for a long time without maybe admitting it in those words all also underlying, you know, a deep desire to, to be um, in connection with the divine and with spirit and, and knowing that there was a reason to be on earth. Like I couldn't fully check out even the times I tried to kill myself. I couldn't really go through with it. It was like there were half-ass attempts and, um, and the, you know, so anyways, just speaking out to people that are maybe at this moment in ascension here on earth as our frequency is up leveling, as our sensitivity is being amplified, as our emotions are coming back online, maybe deeper than ever before. I just feel like it's important to acknowledge that there's nothing wrong with that. Your sensitivity, your intuition, your feelings, while at first might feel a little bit overwhelming and when felt at such depth are really such gifts and are just here to really remind you to live in your heart, to listen to your heart, to think with your heart, to lead with your heart, to love yourself, you know, to really forgive yourself. Forgiveness, forgiveness is like the best medicine, mm -hmm. you know, forgiveness, just forgive. We carry, we carry so much density, our society, especially in America. Is so, you know, we're so prompt to like hold resentment and judgment and and just like be in these stories, like holding stuff against people. I'll be the first to admit, like I have a major judgmental aspect of myself at times where I'll just even say in the moment, like someone mentioned someone's name, this happened last night. And I was like, oh, I'm totally holding a judgment against that person from two years ago when I was a different person and she was a different person. I don't even know who she is actually, but I'm holding her in this story and I'd like to yeah. release that. And so I release that now and I speak it out loud and I, I'm not afraid of how that sounds. I'm not afraid of how that makes me look. I'm willing to be seen and to be transparent in that process and that's really i find again and again the way that we show up in our full powers and we let our heart and our process be revealed and when we uh, we welcome people in we welcome people to meet us we share and we ask for help and we we recognize our shared humanity that we're really not you know the stuff we're again and again you know a big part of my journey and pretty much everything I've created has been fueled with this like underlying desire to transcend shame mm. and guilt because I've carried so much shame about all the things that I, all the great, bizarre, dangerous, ridiculous things I've gotten myself into in this life, learning in these initiations who I really am and what I'm really made out of. And um, again and again, like the people, the stuff that people are most ashamed of, the stuff that they're so afraid to tell anybody, the stuff that they're like killing themselves over at some level hiding draining mm -hmm. their energy to protecting 
wearing the mask to hide. You know, it's like everyone's done everyone's done the same thing at some level. We're all kind of dealing with the same stuff and different colors, different shapes, you know, and it, and the more that we can share and be permissionaries, as a friend of ours would say, you know, permission, be permission. You're a permission slip for how someone else can be in forgiveness and compassion and, and be a more loving connection, which is all we're, we're really here for. I love that languaging, permissionary. Mm-hmm. That's a just magic word. <laughs> she would certainly sing that one. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I relate a lot with what you just said. And I love that that's your answer to this question. Like what are like the three takeaways from the last 20 years? Because, you know, questions, especially in a podcast for me, they're, they're part of guiding a conversation towards certain points that I, I know are, are like really valuable to hear or to kind of crystallize out, right? To, to bring out a different aspect of someone or ask something different. But at the same time, um, I really want to acknowledge you, Sydney, for like just relating so deeply with your own journey because that's really what, what, what moves kind of that trim tap mm-hmm. in me right now and then in, in everyone <laughs> listening as well. And I feel like, those trim taps of change, right? So forgiveness is one of them. Mm-hmm. They're much more interesting than the actual trauma or the actual pain. Mm-hmm. Not to discredit or to discriminate somebody who's feeling pain or who's having a trauma that they're still needing to face. But the values and the embodiment and the innovation and the experience, the felt lived experience of those epic kind of trim taps like forgiveness like grace you know like even compassion of course um or speaking up i feel like Mm -hmm. that's what i really dream of is is a world where instead of being rivalrous with each other for who has the best or the strongest or the Mm -hmm. most performing we would just all be in this right like like anti-rival society basically Mm. well i think at a certain point you just kind of see that you know Mm. you're in my reality you're in my game I'm, I'm making up and you know maybe everybody here is kind of just a little mirror of of me that's what I like to believe in sometimes and it's it's like okay yeah when I'm triggered by someone we've all heard this all before but you know when you really get it when you can look at life that way like oh I am actually creating every single thing and every single person every single experience I'm creating that and you can take that level of responsibility, especially starting out with looking at the things that don't really feel good or aren't in alignment that you're not a victim to because you created it. Even the trauma, even the pain, even like horrendous things happening on earth. I mean, so that's a whole another conversation that I'm interested in, right? It's like, how am I creating, you know, how did I create slavery? How did, how did a, a part of my consciousness, and this isn't to be like demeaning or like a martyr or whatever, but just, just to like, authentically inquire you well know, how, i think how this, am I, this is how super am right I, on you know because yeah, like, we have this sorry to jump in there but we have the individual experience of it mm-hmm. which is like me with me about the stuff i think is about me right but then there's also the collective experience of um i mean i'll just name i'll just name a few examples if we look at the way north american colonialists dealt with the native americans there is a reconciliation that needs to happen same mm-hmm. happened in my home country in germany after the second world war reconciliation is a real topic it actually germany and and the state of israel found a kind of based in reality way to do it that i mean doesn't really justify the pain and the death people went through but 
it's meeting it in the here and now with forgiveness and clarity that life has to move forward. And so I feel like that's why these topics are challenging is because they're also the biggest catalysts. When we actually show up and we actually realize what can be done, when we meet each other regardless and we're like, hey, let's let the one truth of love speak through us to find a newer, higher resonance as people, mm -hmm. as cultures, as movements, as formerly opposed uh, co-creators into now kind of anti-rival uh, residents in utopia, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautifully said. Yeah, I'm, I feel like it's important to take, you know, that level of responsibility to just see, you know, any of these things happening on the global scale, you know, I use slavery, I guess, as an example, because that's something I've always felt a particular sensitivity to ever since I was a little kid or homelessness growing up in San Francisco, seeing all the homeless people and just oh, feeling yeah. not being able to sleep at night because the people are sleeping outside. I'm like, that's not fair. How do we how do we just walk by when someone's living on the street? Like, I just never understood that. Or even now, how are we conditioned to just be so just desensitized? You know, but then I can ask, okay, how am I at some level, maybe not creating that directly on the massive scale, but I can, I can bring it into my own awareness and experience of like, mm -hmm. okay, like what part of my consciousness feels like a slave? What part of my consciousness in my being even or a trauma I'm storing feels like a homeless or like I'm abandoned, like I don't have anything, like I'm powerless, like I'm poor, like I'm suffering. And I can, I can work with these questions, this inquiry, and, and then I can, you know, go through a process to, of reconciliation within my own being, forgiveness, mm. compassion. What did I learn? The most powerful question we can ever ask is, what am I, you know, otherwise the trauma and the initiations are for nothing. They're for... Yeah learning a gift you know and a, and a lesson lifelong, that you will and just process. and going through that that reconciliation with yourself of like okay now what did i learn and what am i now committed to doing differently how am i now committed to showing up in more integrity and truth and love you know and then doing that actually following through and like completing that that commitment the actions again yeah the action realm is 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 super important thank you for stretching that a few times right because both on the individual plane like embodying it going forward creating something with that clarity and also on the collective plane because you know we can talk about reconciliation or slavery or, or or the past and and how we're not meeting that a lot but that doesn't help anyone right so um, mm. wonderful sydney thank you so much for dropping into some like deeper topics and finding ways to kind of resonate them up and thank um, you is there anything else you'd like to share any anywhere you'd like to bring people's attention to? Yeah, well, I mentioned this a little bit. Odyssey is a convergence I'm stewarding in November, November 8th through 11th at 1440 Multiversity in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And it is a convergence of 144 visionaries and pioneers of the new earth, uh, really gathering in presence, in devotion to embodying our true selves and leading our most legendary lives and really gathering um, the resources of, I feel, one of the most prolific communities ever to gather in person, of people like doing this work in devotion to love and devotion to service and devotion to the more beautiful world we know is possible and gathering to play, to celebrate, to be an embodiment. You know, the, the pillars of our Odyssey journey are play, intimacy, and transformation because we know when we infuse any experience that we, you know, share together with that energy we're naturally in the embodiment of our genius. We're naturally you know, gifted with the inspiration for our next steps in our business and our life and our highest alignment and our destiny. And that's the kind of world that I'm here to really amplify and radiate and Odyssey is just bustling with so much good energy. It's gonna be this big, Sounds big, epic. big, big, big baby that's just birthing lots of mini convergences and retreats and 
um, the, the longer term vision for that, just so you can feel it is, which I've, I've tuned in with, I think from the beginning of, you know, it's inception, it's like, it's the incubator for the new earth and the new global governance system, the new education systems, the new economy, the new, the new ways in which we organize ourselves in a more sustainable, abundant world that works for all. Yeah. Wow. So. Those are great words. Great words to end this episode on. Thank you so mm. much, Lydia. Thank you, love. <laughs>that's that another episode of green planet blue planet podcast i hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights knowledge and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life into your relationships or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world because this is a movement and we're all part of it very much so and we're in this together we're here to create a world of a triple bottom line where you win i win and the entire planet wins we're raising consciousness together, and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up, to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you. And I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships. Because getting all of the juice, all of that life force that's in you out into the world is something you deserve and the entire world around us deserves. Also, I work with people who are entirely new to this, to the topic of planetary purpose or the topic of meditation, the topic of inside evolution and revolution. And if that's you and you're ready to step out of the ordinary and into creation, or if you know someone who is totally ready for that, make sure to check out the website or share the website. And you can also always shoot me a message on Instagram. I'll definitely read it and get back to you. Because, like, th guys, this is real life. Let's be in touch and let's create this together. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host, both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments, and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected, because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in. Connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you, and until soon.